and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews team, if you're a podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. This month's theme is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So here we have it, the tail end of the Turtles hype with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 from 1993. By this time, I was long over the Turtles fed. I was more into Batman, plus Jurassic Park was king. archives. Gone is Jim Henson Creature Workshop, replaced by OFX Company with a mid-school budget. Gone is a song written for this movie specifically. Gone is Shredder. However, we do have Corey Feldman, so there's that. Speaking of which... He only got paid $1,500 for this, same amount as he did back in 1990. I have never actually seen this movie. All I know of this thing is its reputation. So, let's head into the sewers one more time, and here it is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. With its $21 million budget, this thing pulled in $42 million. Actually, killed a fucking franchise. Starring... Paige Toroko, Elias Cortez, Stuart Wilson, Sab Shimo, Vivian Hu, with the voices of Robbie Rist, Brian Toshi, and Corey Feldman, directed by Stuart Gillard. The plot. The turtles travel back in time to ancient Japan via a magical scepter. While in 17th century Japan, they must take on an evil warlord, Lord Noraga. Can they stop him? Will they find their way back home? I find out here. So, the movie opens up after the logos. In 1603 Japan, with the red rising sun. Do you get it? It's a joke. And four warriors chasing down another warrior on horseback. On a beach, the red sun filter suddenly drops and it's broad daylight. The warriors run into a wooded area and it's a trap. We find out... The one getting chased is Prince Kishin, played by Aiden Hansi. I think I pronounced his name. He stands his ground to fight off the other four warriors in some really bad horseback sword fighting scenes. This continues. All the while, a woman is watching from the woods. He's quickly defeated and dragged back to a castle. Cut to New York subway as it zooms past. The camera isn't a Dutch angle. Look out, folks, we have another tour behind the camera. Second later, we're in Turtles Subway Lair. Up pops the four turtles and indeed titles. As the old fight dance to ZZ Top, Can't Stop Rocking. Really, movie, ZZ Top. Oh, fuck's it, enough of fucking vanilla. This was bad. Three minutes in, and his new turtle suits are things of nightmares. Also, send help. This may finally crack me. I take that back. Splinter, a voice by James Murray, is a new thing of nightmare fuel. I mean, it looks like something out of Five Nights of Bloody Well Freddy. Moving the hell right on. How did this get past the MPA and BBFC? The Turtles are using their weapons all throughout this movie. Mikey, played by David Fraser, voiced by Robbie Rist, has his numjucks, which were problematic in the other movie. Leonardo has... Uh, so played by Mark Castle, voiced by Brian Toshi, is using his dual swords. Raphael, played by Matt Hill, voiced by Tim Kellier, has his twin size. And Donnie, played by 
Jim Raposa is voiced by Corey Feldin as his bow staff. So in two years, no one cared about the children and the turtles can use their weapons again. Okay then. And this opening scene is painfully long. We have a minute and a half of these turtles doing ridiculous dancing. Uh, until finally, Raphael throws a hissy fit and sigh into the radio. Two things here. One, why do these turtles suddenly have a liver spot over their bodies? And two, what's with the lip sinking? I mean, it looks like they're bloody possessed for fuck's sake. Splinter is the worst. He looks like utter dog shit. I mean, the bony fingers, the mouth barely moves when he talks. What in the... Anyway, April O'Neil, once again played by Paige Taroko, comes into the sewers dressed as a 90s billboard. I swear to God, she couldn't be more nice if she tried. I mean, boy haircut? Tick! Round sunglasses? Tick! Mom jeans? Tick! Leather jacket? Tick! And of course, all important, Walkman? Double tick! She quickly is swarmed by the turtles as she's laden down with gifts for them. So, how long has it been since Shredder killed himself? A week? A month? Three years? Raphael says all they do is train all day for nothing. No fights, no one knows or cares about them. So, nothing has happened. Right, so you try to tell me in three years? Yes, it has been three years. Turtles 2 took place a mere hours after Turtles 1. Nothing has happened in New York City. No crime, no new gangs, no supervillains. Utter Yes. Moving on, April seems she is off on holiday with the turtles. So to cheer them up, she brought them junk from a flea market and hands it out to the turtles, including an ancient scepter coated in dust she bought for Sprinter. She blows the dust off and cut to a castle in 1600s Japan. The four warriors have returned the prince to the castle. And here we meet Lord Nuraga, yeah, his name, played by Sab Shimano. In Rides Other Bad Guy, Walker, played by Stuart Wilson. He's an English arms dealer in 1600s Japan. He stops Nuraga, or Nuraga, his bloody name, from beheading his son, the prince, by shooting a bell. Then telling him he's taking over as his goons carrying his honour guards or his guards or the hell they were scouts, the fuck they were. Okay. And this, by the way, goes bloody well nowhere. I mean, he turns on him at least three times this movie, but nothing happens. Kenshin, the prince, is then sent into the castle where he trashes a prayer room during which he finds the magical scepter hidden in a statue. The one April has in New York. The winds blow in and a scroll is blown open, showing the four turtles in ancient Japan. He sees the scepter glow, so he's got magic words on his side. And in 1993 in New York, April, while holding said scepter, is teleported to 1600s Japan. Kenshin is now teleported back in her place and indeed in her clothes. He spots the turtles, shouts Kappa, then faints once he sees Splinter. Meanwhile, in Japan, April is quickly captured and stuck in jail. As in New York, Kenshin comes to, shouts Kappa at Mikey, as Splinter tells them it means demon in Japanese. 
He speaks perfect English. All of them are puzzled until Donnie explains in 16th century, England traded with Japan, therefore he can speak perfect English. Splinter tells them they must use the scepter to travel back to 17th century Japan to rescue April. Speaking of which, she's stuck in a hanging cage right next to Casey Jones slash Wit, played by Elias Cortez. Seems he was one of Walker's men who turned on him. Okay, Mikey sticks a pair of board shorts on. This is back in New York, by the way. So the guy he replaced him with isn't naked and suggests other three do so also, but Splinter shuts that one down because he's a pervert, apparently. The turtles read the magic words and boom, they're sent back to 1600 Japan. Except it's not four priests, but four warriors from the start of the movie. Thankfully, they're wearing underwear. Whew. Casey, who comes out of nowhere, helps Kinson fight them. Okay. Meanwhile, back in 1600 Japan, the turtles are set straight into battle with some lame-ass one-liners spewed out every 6.6 .6 seconds. I mean, for feck's sake, the jokes. These fight scenes look straight up a bad episode of Xena, only bloody well worse. The turtles just split up, three head to what else, a pond, Well, Mikey is caught in the woods by Mitsu, played by Vivian Wu. She was a woman from the start of the movie. And her men, Mikey drops the scepter and is dragged into the nearest village. Meanwhile, back in New York, Splinter stops a fight between Casey, Kenshin and the four warriors. Back in Japan, the turtles somehow find their way to the castle and hunt for April. Too bad, Walker's men get there first. So it is on, Turtles vs Walker's men, led by Niles, played by John Islewood. One three stooges gag later, and they now have April and Wit. I swear to God, this three stooges stuff is fucking lame. In run some guards, time for some more lame ass fight scenes, more guard shops, so it's what house? Down the bloody sewers. Now swimming in shit. All the turtles can do is spout unfunny one liners. And who the hell wrote this dog shit? God. <clears throat> Back to Mikey, who wakes up in Mitsu's village in a food storage hut for reasons. The children see him and run for it in fear, because he's a demon supposed to be. Back with others who have cleaned up at a waterfall and start to perv on April, and she rips off um, her trouser legs to make it into a pair of shorts, and they go showing because Wayne's World reference. In fact, this is the whole Wayne's World stuff is all through the fucking movie. I mean, this couldn't be any more early 90s, but rather well tried. Speaking of which, environmental message time. Raphael notices how pure and clean the water and air is. Okay, out of nowhere, it's an ambush. It's Turtles versus Mitsu men, and yes, you've guessed it. Some more lame-ass fighting. Raphael saves April for Mitsu's arrow, and seconds later, they're all friends. God, she takes them to the village to rejoin Mikey. Instantly, they team up to take down Walker and Lord What's-His-Face's men. Once they see the village is under fire, two of Walker's men slip Mikey free. They see him and run in fear. So now Mikey is armed with two swords. This goes bloody well nowhere. Uh, Walker screams at his men for being idiots. Once uh, they told him there's a walking demon 
uh, until he sees Mikey and tries to shoot him in the head. Luckily, the turtles save him last second. Surrounded, Walker now runs for it. Mikey hears a child scream for help. Said child is Yoshi, played by Travis Moon. He's stuck in a burning house in Mikey Runs. And seconds later, they're free. Uh, the kid isn't out of the woods, however. Uh, he is not breathing, so Leonardo gives him CPR. So now in 1600s Japan, you know CPR then. So much for not tempering with bloody time. Where am I now? Da, 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 da. Seconds later, the village is bowing to them because they're demonic gods, I'm guessing. Back to the castle, Walker tells Lord about the turtles, so he shows him the same scroll from earlier with the turtles on it, saying they stopped his ancestors 400 years ago, blah, 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 blah. I'll make this straight here. The turtles have travelled back in further in time to at least 1400s Japan to take on Lord's ancestors. Okay, this goes fucking nowhere. Walker offers to sell him guns. He says no. As back in the village, the turtles learn to ride horses, all feeling badly, but Leo, because he's the leader. April asks Donnie where the scepter is, and he says we have no idea, so we've got to make a new one, because that's how that one works. You just make magic scepters, hand over fist, you know, and... April storms off in disgust, so not Casey follows her as she showers uh, pervert much. He begs her to take him with her back to 90s New York. She says no. Speaking of which, in New York, Kenshin is getting pissy with Casey and the other four are getting dressed. Wait, it's been days and they haven't got dressed yet? So Casey shows them TV with hockey on it. And voiceover, we hear they have 60 hours to get back or they're stuck. Where did that one come from? Who cares? Who said it? Who knows? Meanwhile, back in Japan, Mikey shows a villager how to make pizza. It is burnt, so he throws it away. It's now a frisbee, so... So much we're not messing with history and the deep time. Raphael tells Yoshi uh, and the other children... They have to control themselves and calm down. Plus, fighting is a last resort. Yes, yeah, says a guy who loves to fucking fight every bloody well movie. Seconds later, they're flying kites. Who in the f wrote this shit? Meanwhile, on a beach, Walker's men allow to fire guns. Has he paints by numbers? Okay. Up rides Lord, what's his face, his messenger, to tell Walker he'll buy the guns from him. And indeed, he fires off a cannon because that's his new thing is a cannon. Back to Mikey, who meditates with Mitsu, and boom, he's in love. Too bad she's in love with Kenshin. Back in New York, the four warriors are filling their faces with food, watching hockey on TV, taking notes. So Casey plays hockey with them, except they fight themselves with silly sound effects. Again, who wrote this shit? In Japan at night, in the castle, Walker writes up a contract with the Lord. Back in New York, somehow Splinter hears this. Say what now? Back in Japan, Mitsu Spy tells her all about the deal. So Donnie finally finishes the new scepter. Mikey grabs it, saying he wants to stay where he is in ancient Japan. Raphael and him fight over it, breaking it. So they're now well and truly fucked. In walks Mitsu to tell him about Walker's plans. So Raphael visits Yoshi at night to give him a yo-yo. So Yoshi guilt trips into not fighting because he will be killed. 
Seconds later, he hands him the same magical scepter from earlier in the movie. Raphael shows it others and he wants to return to New York right away after finding out it was all set up to get him to fight against the Lord, what's his name? Mitsu is then kidnapped by Not Casey, then demands the scepter and just rides off with them both. Later, Mitsu is handed over to Lord, what's his name? Here, she tells him Walker has the scepter and he has plans to overthrow him. So there's an uneasy alliance. This Lord, what's his face, is a fucking idiot. Not Casey hands over the scepter to Walker and walks April to distract as the turtles climb the walls into the castle. Now inside the castle via the sewers, the turtles free Mitsu and her men. April tells Walker that Not Casey is scum of the earth and can't be trusted. And she says that's why he hired him. Da, 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 da. She also says she knows where the prince is. Uh, how is this guy a prince if his dad is a lord? Shouldn't he be, I don't know, a duke? I mean, eh. After taking out guard after guard, the turtles find the scroll and notice some they're already, already on this thing from hundreds of years earlier. Lars what's his face, sees them and faces the off against them. Mitsu takes him on, but Mikey stops the fight. Then some lame-ass fight scenes between the turtles and Lars what's his face, his guards as he runs for it. Once finished, the turtles free the rest of Mitsu's men and it's a free-for-all in the courtyard. More lame-ass fighting and more lame-ass one-liners. Leo takes on the Lord in a sword fight, winning with ease as he cuts his hair and then traps him under a bell because that one's funny, right? And I'm losing the will to fucking live. Walker comes out of the shadows for April. Did she come with her own ransom note when this was a toy? Hmm. Uh, Walker's men then take over the courtyard and lead the castle. Walker then tells his men to shoot the turtles with April, so Wit tells him no. He then orders his men to shoot him also. Leo says, why don't you shoot him yourself? Because something about them being demons and they're bulletproof. Can this be over now? Nope, this is 15 minutes left. Fuck my life. Walker fires his cannon. Leo ducks into a shell. He loves being a turtle. They must fucking joke in one of these movies. It hits the bell, stunned, Walker just stands there as he and his men run for it. Walker runs with the scepter, uh, runs through the scepter rather, uh, with the turtles giving chase. He picks up uh, it along with his pet birds and runs over the rooftops to a cliff edge where he falls to his death. Now the turtles have the scepter back, they and April can head back to 1990s New York, all but Raphael and Mikey. Meanwhile, in New York, Prince, what's his face, uh, has activated the scepter. Too bad, Casey has taken the four warriors out drinking. Cut to a bar as the warriors dance to Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Can this fucking end now? This is lamer than the lamest thing I've ever seen. How in the fuck does this have ten Fucking minutes left. The Warriors love it in New York and want to stay because more bloody Waynesboro references as he goes, we have to stay, we have to go back to New York. Not. Oh god, this movie's fucking terrible. Meanwhile, in Japan, April tries to talk the turtles into leaving. Yoshi says goodbye to Raphael. Mitsu lets down Mikey gently. Leo finally gets all four turtles to leave. The magic kick wind kicks in, so they all return as Kensu with the four warriors arrive in Japan. With the scepter burned out, there's no more time travel. So how the fuck do you just want to go back 
up to 1400s Japan then. In Japan, Kenshin and Mitsu meet up and kiss and then hard hand Lord, what's his name, the Scepter. The turtles all laugh at Splinter, who has a lump sheet on his head as credits can finally fucking roll. So, uh, that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 3, the worst of the bloody worst. If I thought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was bad, I was wrong. This makes it look like a fucking Oscar winner. Utter dog shit. Minus 5 out of 10. I can't be asked with this movie anymore, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Mind you, what was I expecting? The Adam's family? Still, come back next week as I wrap up Turtles Month with the two Michael Bay movies. God help me. And... July is Jaws, August is Awesomely Atrocious 80s, and September is Serial Killer Movies. Yay. A bye, Hunter member. I watch these bad movies, so you don't have to. Now I have to toss this disc like a fucking frisbee out the window. Bye.